So, a little bit about delusion this morning. Um, delusion is one of the three unwholesome roots. They are the three roots out of which our unskillful mind states arise. And just as a reminder, those three are greed, aversion, and delusion. And greed and aversion are usually pretty clear, although they can get subtle. They can get pretty quiet and subtle, but they're usually fairly clear to uh, recognize at least. We get a sense of what they are. And then as we get a sense of the more obvious forms of greed and aversion, uh, we start to recognize the subtler forms. But delusion is harder to see. It can arise out of greed and aversion in the way that we've been talking. Um, You know, that uh, we have a filter of greed or a filter of aversion. And because of that filter, we may see certain things and not see other things. And that seeing and not seeing, the kind of selective nature of that filter is a form of delusion. So that's one way that uh, delusion manifests. We can uh, begin to recognize how these filters work and we can see the the way that uh, information is being pulled in selectively or in a biased way, actually. Biased towards that greed or aversion. So delusion can arise out of greed and aversion, but delusion is more fundamental than either greed or aversion. In fact, if delusion were not present, greed and aversion would not arise. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So just a few different ways that delusion comes up or can be experienced to offer some thoughts about how you might begin to see it, recognize it. I'd like to talk about three basic ways that delusion comes up. And again, you know, through our conversations, much as the the description of the filter um, we've talked a lot about in this discussion on delusion, I can point back to a lot of the things we've already talked about. So three different ways that delusion comes up that I uh, have seen. There may be more. <laughs> Um, and not connecting with experience, kind of the a, a kind of a sense of disconnection or um, a, a, kind of a not knowing, you know, essentially lack of awareness is a form of delusion. Then um, there is a delusion view uh, due to views, opinions, beliefs 
mm, personal societal kind of conditioning. So those I would call more um, personal delusions. We have our own personal delusions. And then uh, the third kind uh, is what I might call human delusion. The delusions that we all share. Kind of in some ways built into the mechanisms of our of our mind body processes although fortunately not hardwired into those mechanisms so the first this not connecting essentially lack of mindfulness um, the the easiest place to see this one is um, when we're coming out of being lost in thought. And the easy place to get familiar what, what that delusion quality is like is when we're coming out of being lost in thought. That moment of waking up, that moment of mindfulness returning. In that moment when mindfulness returns, if, you, if you're there right at that moment when mindfulness comes back, there's a, um, a, a lingering memory, let's say, of what it was like just a, a moment before when the mind was lost, confused, absorbed in its world of thought. So we can, uh, in that coming back into awareness, get a sense of that state of confusion, of absorption into an unreal world. We, um, in that place of being lost in, in thought, uh, we are not really we're not connecting with what's happening here and now. We're relating to our experience in our world of thought. Shakespeare had a had a great phrase in one of his plays that describes this state. It's from The Tempest, and it is two characters looking at another character who's behaving in some strange ways. And they said, This is a strange repose. To be asleep with eyes wide open, standing, speaking, moving, and yet so fast asleep. That's this state we move into, this state. So we, um, other forms that this manifests in, dullness, sleepiness, uh, restlessness, both of those kinds of states um, can have this kind of disconnecting quality to it. But again, when we bring awareness to those states, that instead of being... Uh, disconnected from the world, we become connected to the state itself. So getting familiar with that. I mean, like I talked about the getting familiar with that spacing out. Spacing out, you know, a classic almost form of this disconnection of delusion. And yet, able to be aware of that state. So it doesn't inherently have to have many of these states that are connected with delusion, that disconnection. When the disconnection, when we can see the, the disconnection itself, there's no longer disconnection. Uh, 
second way, uh, um, the personal personal delusions. This is um, these these last two actually are interesting in that it's not necessarily that we are not aware in these forms of delusion, but we are aware through a biased filter. Now this is really that, you know, that uh, the delusion that comes from having a perspective that is taking in information in an un... Uh, in, in, an, in a biased way. It's hard in situations like this when we have a belief that we're working with. It can be, uh, you know, certain agendas like, you know, the, the agenda around uh, watching the video uh, with the basketball and the gorilla coming through. You know, um, uh, certain kinds of agendas we can very quickly, you know, recognize when we're told, oh, look at it from this way, you know, or don't look at it from that perspective, don't use that agenda anymore, see the video in this way. Very easy to to cut through those forms of delusion. But certain forms of views, beliefs are so strong in our minds that it's hard to see evidence to the contrary. So a classic example of this in the history of our uh, uh, life on this planet is that um, you know it's pretty pretty obvious to pretty much everybody who lived on the uh, on the planet that um, the Earth was the center of the universe, that the sun moved across the sky, and uh, that the Earth was still unmoving. And, uh, you know, actually the, the beginnings of the um, science and the observations that uh, shook up this world view were hard for people to grasp because it was so intuitively obvious that the Earth is the center of the universe. The, I mean, the, the Earth is hurtling through space at, like, massive speed. I mean, why don't we all fly off the planet, you know? It's like, so clearly, uh, you know, that. so the evidence, hard, hard to take in that uh, different perspective. Um, so there's lots of different ways uh, this kind of delusion happens. Um, you know, we are looking at something within a particular agenda, a particular eye towards doing something. We talked about that one. Um, another example that I see, saw kind of how this worked, uh, this filter worked in my own experience. Um, I uh, had a Bermuda grass invasion in my yard, and I was, um, you know, the first time I went out there, it's like it was... It, it was hard to really see the Bermuda grass. I mean, it was clear, it was there, but I mean, it w- my mind wasn't, you know, immediately um, uh, finding it. I had to look for it. But after like three or four days of finding Bermuda grass and pulling it out, um, the mind had a filter that very quickly saw Bermuda grass. 
I would just walk out in the yard and, poo, there it was. You know, it was really easy to spot. So in that case, that was a, a clear filter to take in certain experience. I don't know what it was filtering out, you know, but I saw that it was clearly filtering in that particular. And it was a very short time that that filter began to be, you know, very quick for the mind to, to function. Now, I think this is useful, right? I mean, we see how this is useful. We're doing something, and it's helpful to have the mind orient around this. But to, uh, to, to not recognize these agendas as having an impact on how we take in information, that's part of the delusion. Even in that time when I closed my eyes at night, I would see the outline of Bermuda grass. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a very strong filter. <laughs> um, we have views about ourselves. We have opinions about ourselves, about who we are, about what we're capable of. And we kind of box ourselves in. With those views, we uh, believe we're capable of some things and not others. We feel this when other people do this to us. It's pretty clear when other people come at us with this kind of view or have the, hold these kind of views about us. It's like, wait a minute, that's not who I am but we do it to ourselves as well. Another way that this works is um, views created from direct experience, but perhaps incomplete information. The elephant and the blind people example. So the view is created, and then we hold that view, again, a form of delusion, that we believe what we've experienced to be the whole picture. And then there are views that come from our culture, not necessarily things that we've experienced directly, but things we've been told over and over again such that we believe them. This is the way it is, we're told. This is the way it is. America is the land of opportunity. If you work hard enough, you can achieve your dreams. And this is actually a pretty pervasive view in our culture. And yet it denies the uh, differences of circumstance, economic oppression, this leads to a kind of a, uh, the delusion of a, the white mainstream culture that can't see the uh, way that the whole system is set up to allow white people to flourish, but not necessarily people of color. So that delusion. Then the third kind of delusion, the more human delusion. Right now I'm just kind of going through different ways that delusion comes up. The more human kind of delusion 
is the most insidious form. Now again, we can be aware, present, taking in information, even being mindful and not see these delusions operating. This is the most insidious form of delusion and it comes in some um, basic flavors of distortion. Three, the three main flavors of this kind of delusion are that we take what is impermanent to be permanent. We take what is unreliable in terms of being a source of happiness as being a reliable place for happiness. And we take what is not self to be self. Saida Utejaniya says, Delusion doesn't mask the object. It masks the true nature of the object. Shakespeare puts it this way, again from The Tempest. He misses not much. No, he doth but mistake the truth totally. So we are aware, but through this filter of believing things to be permanent, believing things to be reliable, believing things to be me, mine, I, So we've talked a little bit about these. I mean, the the um, seeing what is impermanent as permanent. Um, you know, part of this is just the rapidity of change is masked by our perceptual processes. Talked about this a little bit with the the exploratorium exhibit. Um, you know that the, that perception comes in in little bits of information, but our perceptual process puts it together into a more continuous flow. It's kind of like watching a movie. Well, let's think about the old movies when it was actually a a film, you know, individual images going past a projector. Um, The the individual images are just like bits of information, and the, the, the rapidity of the film going past the light creates the illusion of motion and objects moving on the screen. Concept comes into play here. Concept masks the rapidity of change. We experience our world through ideas and that masks the change that's underlying concept. Concepts can get very stable in the mind. This is an interesting feature of our minds. So mindfulness begins to unmask this because part of our exploration, the continuity of mindfulness, does begin to reveal the impermanent nature of experience and our encouragement to uh, uh, see direct experience and notice when concept is happening, this all begins to unmask this delusion. And seeing what is unreliable 
as reliable. This, uh, this, this relates very much to how we connect to sense pleasure in the world, how we um, believe that having what we want will make us happy, or getting rid of what we don't like will make us happy. So this, to me, this is where um, greed and aversion essentially come out of this. One way that greed and aversion arise is out of this delusion. That, um, you know, that there's, the, there's the energy of the greed, you know, the energy of the wanting something, the energy of the aversion of the wanting to get rid of something. So there's that energy, that the feeling of that greed or aversion itself. The, the delusive nature of greed is that the only that 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 energy that that that, that energy um, makes us believe. The delusive nature of greed is that we believe that the only way that happiness will come is to satisfy that urge. So I think of, in, in many ways, that delusion of these fundamental forms is, is connected with belief. You know, that we can feel the energy of wanting and not be so clear about the belief that's there, that this energy says, I have to be satisfied. That energy of wanting is not going to let you know that, oh, I'm impermanent. If you just hang out with me, I'll go away and it won't be a problem. That energy is demanding its fulfillment and it's telling us that that's the only way happiness will follow. That's the delusion embedded in greed and the delusion embedded in aversion. Then seeing what is not self as self, another uh, form of delusion, we take things to be mine, we take, we identify as I am, I am this person. We can watch the arisings of I am and begin to see, I mean, one of the ways here, and again, mindfulness begins to reveal, begins to unmask this delusion by seeing, you know, first of all, wow, you know, I thought I was in control, and think again. One uh, one teacher um, uh, was talking about her relationship with her daughter, and her daughter started doing things that she just felt you know, uh, she didn't agree with, and um, and what came up in her mind was, I'm not the kind of person who has a daughter who does those things. <laughs> and she said, look again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can begin to see the arisings of these senses of self, and also see how many of these come up, you know, oh, this is me. And then a minute later, oh, this is me. And there's like no relationship between these two. 
So we begin to see the kind of flux in our own sense of self. That's, that's unmasked through the continuity of mindfulness also. And as I said, I'll talk more about this, I guess tomorrow, I'll talk more about this exploration of not-self and selfing. But what I will say here, uh, just as a preview, is when you feel that sense of, I'm not the kind of person, or that's me, look at that. Notice that. Investigate it. We don't have to say, oh, there's a, there's a self. That doesn't really exist. That's all idea. You know, notice it. What does it feel like? Notice the sense of self it, itself. And how does it change? So, becoming aware of hearing about this, these kinds of delusions, just, just hearing this information, can help us to recognize you'll begin to see, oh, actually, things aren't the way I thought they were. So just hearing the information is helpful in terms of unmasking delusion. And we can, with these particular distortions, look for or recognize, okay, there are these distortions. I tend to take what's impermanent to be permanent. I take what's unreliable to be reliable. I take what's not self to be self. So in the way that I suggested, when there's a sense of self, notice it. When there's a sense of solidity, of permanence, look at that. Investigate it. You know, What do you take to be solid? Investigate what you take to be reliable, the Buddha's instructions. Notice just how far the gratification extends. How... How reliable is it, actually? So we, we can uh, look at our experience not, uh, not assuming these um, things. We, just go, we normally just go through our lives assuming that this is reality. But hearing this information, we can begin to question that. Look, I was... Um, I was... Um, I like to do these cryptograms, which are puzzles that uh, they're encoded in different letters and you have to figure out the letter substitution and uh, the other day I did one and it the, the, the quote that came out was something I can't get the exact quote but it was something like the obvious goes right by most of us it takes a very unusual mind to look at the obvious This is kind of that, to look at what we take to be just, you know, in the field of our, uh, our world. Oh, yeah, things are permanent. The first time I felt an earthquake in California, it's like, wow, I thought this ground was stable. <laughs> <laughs> so another way that we begin to uh, recognize delusion Delusion gets unmasked when, with more continuity of mindfulness, we begin to, um, the conditions happen at times, I'll put it that way, the conditions happen at times for delusions to fall away and for clear seeing to arise. And in that moment, it's very clear 
wow, I was not seeing things clearly a moment ago. It's very clear that that delusion has fallen away, and we understand how that delusion was masking the truth or masking direct experience. So conditions of practice create the possibility for delusions to naturally, spontaneously fall away for a moment. This is kind of insight, you know, this is, this is, uh, that, that kind of experience of delusion falling away for a moment is an experience of insight. And insight is impermanent. The conditions will most likely come back that we are then seeing through that delusion again. It's like, wow, you know, it's like it falls away and it seems so clear, so obvious. How could I not see this? So clear. And then two minutes later, it's like, wow, I'm not seeing it anymore. You know, it, it's, the delusion, the delusion comes back. And, but having seen it fall away, we can then get kind of familiar with that veil that we are now seeing things through the colored lens that we're seeing things through, the distorted filter that we're seeing things through. And because we've seen the experience without that filter, we can recognize that filter is in play. And so we begin to observe that filter. How does it impact our experience? And then conditions may arise for it to fall away at another time. So it's kind of a slow... It can be a slow process, punctuated by moments of clear seeing that help us to find our way clear of delusion. 